<laughs> oh fuck, we're recording. That's the lights are on. Oh shit. The light is on. We are recording. Uh hey everybody. Uh it's me, your boy, Stephen Callister. And as you uh just heard, there's another voice in the room. Special guest today, guest host. Uh wasn't planning on it until like what, an hour ago? Right, yeah. Not even an hour ago. And he yeah. just he just called and said, Hey man, I'm coming to town. I'm coming in town to get supplies. <laughs> let I, let I, me hop on the podcast. I was just trying to think of how much more fun this would be if I just didn't say a word. At this well, point, you, just, you, you stared at me uh, the whole time. And then you have to try to convince everyone listening that you're not insane. <laughs> there really is someone here, I swear to God. I'm not talking to the dogs. There's a person here. But uh, special guest, Mr. Matt Harper. Hey. Hey, everybody. It's Matt Harper. Matt Harper Art Fame. That's right. <laughs> With uh, two T's. The it's extra T is for titties. And the first one's for talented. <laughs> talented titties. Yeah. That was uh, one of the podcasts I actually said the uh, extra T is for titties or whatever. <laughs> I said, no, I said, uh, that's Matt with two titties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jamie, Jamie said that or something. Or switched it up. It was nice to hear Jamie on the podcast, by the way. Yeah. I know you said you'd gotten some positive feedback, but here's yeah. some live for you. Yeah. Uh, people really enjoy uh, when Jamie's on. And I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoy when Jamie's yeah. on. Like, it's always, it's a fun time. It's a good time. Uh, it was nice that she was able to, kind of, she went to go see her daughter in Holland. And then she was like, oh, you want me to stop by? I'm like, oh, only if you're on the podcast. <laughs> and she's like, fuck. Of course, she doesn't say fuck. She says, uh, oh, God, or something like right. that. So. Was, that a, was that a Patreon? or a... That was a Patreon. Oh, that well, was on there you go. Saturday. If you want to hear that, you better go sign up for the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon, everybody. Five bucks a month, you How? fucking cheap fucks. How fatiguing would it be if that was the podcast? Like, the whole time. Hi, everybody. Hey, let's talk about the news. Oh, my God. Did you hear Trump's indicted? Oh, fuck. Finally. Uh, with me, as always, are not the dogs. I threw the dogs in the garage because uh, I knew Wean Dog would go nuts with uh, Matt in the house. And uh, it was ser serendipitous or just good timing or whatever you want to say. When I went to take them to put them in the garage, Matt was in the driveway in the car, just pulled in. And I put the dogs in there and Wean Dog's just barking. Doesn't even see Matt. Just barking like a fucking lunatic. So uh, so that's why they're in the garage. We might hear them at some point, but whatever. Uh, there's Yeah, got your sticker on my water bottle. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring me some uh, medical marinara sauce. And the white caps on the yeah, other side. Right. Uh, look at over the cat trees. I do see cow cat. Cowcat's been uh, very, very lovey-dovey. Came over and saw Matt. Did some head rubbies. Yeah. Uh, don't see Larry. So what does that mean, Matt? Upstairs. <laughs> He's upstairs <laughs> shitting on my bed. Right. He is upstairs shitting on my bed. And you actually made those uh, stickers for yeah. him, those cat shitting stickers. <laughs> uh, if anybody would like some cat shitting stickers, um, let me know, and uh, I'll, I'll get you some. So there we go. Or if anybody would like some poorly designed uh, stickers for whatever you have going on, let me know. Oh, yeah. I can make those. Do some uh, graphic design That's work? right. Sure. Get Well, get a hold of Matt Harper at Matt Harper Art and uh, Barefoot Gnome on Etsy. That's right. <laughs> always, always hustling. Always. <laughs> Always hustling. Well, that was something uh, we were talking about before I hit the record button, which is uh, very important. Uh, I guess I need to introduce myself quickly. I don't know. Do, do, do I get new listeners, Matt? No. Well, on the I would suspect on the freebie it was the, it'd be the most important yes. right, to introduce yes. yourself. I, yeah. I know. I, I just assume there are no new listeners. Right. It's six people. I don't need to say this every goddamn time, but I probably should. I saw a guy actually, he commented on that about podcasting of like, hey, you, got, you need to introduce yourself because sometimes you do get new listeners and they don't know what the fuck they're listening to. And if they don't know what the fuck they're listening to, they're probably going to stop. Yeah. So uh, I'm Steve McAllister. Uh, I used to be a comedian for a long time. I was a social worker for a longer time. And I was going to say I still was a social worker, but no. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I wondered if that was happening. Oh, it, it happened. Nice. It, it went down in Chinatown. 
uh, and maybe we'll talk about that later. But uh, but that's it. That's pretty much it. I'm the host. I just uh, I ramble about my dumb life and then uh, talk about things in the news. And uh, that's the podcast. It's pretty pretty fucking simple, right? There's pretty not a forward. there's not a formula to it. It's pretty tried and true. Yeah. So there there we go. Keep so. doing it until it breaks. People, yes, exactly. I um, I find it funny. People actually are, uh, they're they're. Uh, I don't want to say they're addicted, but I think they're attracted to my dumb stories. Yeah. Yeah. My dumb, like, Jesus Christ, at least I'm not that guy story. Right. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I actually had two, uh, as strange as it is, two people who I can almost 100% guarantee do not listen to this podcast. They, they just don't. But they randomly reached out to me. And this was one, the dude lives in Detroit, who I never see this guy. And then the other guy, uh, other woman, she lives in Colorado, and I haven't seen her in years. Yeah. And they both reached out and like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like today, they <laughs> yeah, did? today. Yeah. Well, today they did. I, to be honest with you, your uh, my last Christmas post. Oh, <laughs> and things like I was like, "All right, is this is, is everything going okay?" That's yeah. the Christmas card. It was, that was the Christmas card, though. So, but they. They reached out and they were like, "Hey, can I do anything for you?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I, I appreciate you can buy a lot it. of baseball cards. You can buy <laughs> well, that that's the thing that I'll say to everybody right now. Right, right now, I am I am without a job. Uh, I did that on my own. I painted myself into a corner, so I'm not I'm not asking anyone for a handout. But what I am saying is, if you do want to do something, subscribe to the Patreon. Check out my Macari store. Uh, or several things just uh, retweet the stuff for the podcast uh, or share stuff for the podcast on the Facebook I mean that's shit you do for free and yeah. the other stuff is the Patreon well, like I said it's five bucks a month it's pretty goddamn true just do one month and then uh, the, the Macari shit just look through shit if you find something you want buy it and if you don't find anything you, you don't want then there you go it's as simple as that right Nailed it. Nailed it, buddy. Nailed it. I had a person bitch about shipping today. Yeah. Now, as a person who used to sell a lot of shit on eBay and whatever, I find it infuriating. Yes. That people word. bitch about shipping. Because I, I went and I looked at, like, everybody else. You know, I'm not the only person selling this item. Mm -hmm. And I looked and I'm like, I'm the cheapest person for the price. So even if you took the price that I had and they might have been having free shipping I'm still goddamn cheaper right, I'm right, like yeah. what what everybody thinks uh, shipping should be free because of like Amazon or right. whatever yeah and even uh, things that we had listed like when I first started listing yeah. things on eBay uh, they'll you know I post them and then they're just live forever until right. they sell or whatever right. and when we posted them they seem they were somewhat reasonable and then as shipping prices have adjusted over the years of that same item would be listed for a while sure uh, it just becomes unshippable like it the the dimensions are too big or right. whatever and it jumps into this bracket of like oh it's gonna cost you sixty five dollars to ship this twenty dollar item right right and like, like you why? said big uh, big like stuff bear and yeah stuff. yeah uh -huh. things that had originally just by the weight were fine right. but then all of a sudden they changed the parameters of the dimensions and now we like upgrade into this next bracket of ridiculous prices, right. and so at that point we're just like, well, we're just going to remove this listing, sure. I guess, forever. Because what's the point, you know? Yeah, the, you got to do it locally, right? Or, yeah, or just give it away or throw it away or whatever. But For sure, yeah. yeah, the thing I had it was like a like a little uh, sports action figure kind mm. of thing, you know, a little bigger than like a GI Joe kind of thing or whatever. But the shipping was like seven bucks, yeah. And they were like, oh, the shipping's too high. I'm like, what do you want? Right. Like, I basically I wanted to say. To them, I'm like, you've never sold anything, right? Because I think I might have at one time gone, God damn, that's a lot for shipping. But yeah. once you get into the game, kind of, you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty standard. That's that's negligible. Mm -hmm. And then I always think too of like, what's involved in the shipping is like, uh, you you got to provide the the packaging, right? Like whether it's an envelope or a box or whatever, mm -hmm. tape it up labeling it and then you got to get to the goddamn post office and then the fucking post office got to get it to the person so there's a lot to it other than like hey i would just like seven dollars from you right yeah you fucking idiot and i know that there's like tiers of like stores too sure where if you get the large tier stores there's like heavier discounts on shipping and shit like that so right. you can sort of pass that along but if you're not like if you're not selling ten thousand items a month yeah 
you're not going to get those like cuts from like UPS or the uh, you know postal service or whatever. So yeah, you're paying essentially full price. So they have to. I mean, if you're going to pass it along to them, they're paying full price. Right, so. right. It's just how it is. It's the it's the world in which we live right now. And nobody understands that they didn't have to go to a Goodwill in bumfuck Michigan to right. find this thing that I'm now sending to willing to send yeah. to you yes nobody accounts for that there really. is that cost of this yeah. person did the searching for you right. and you did a couple fucking key taps <laughs> and, and found it on eBay Macari or whatever else yeah so, yeah it's that's uh, that's all frustrating but what what people are stupid right we yeah. need we all need to acknowledge that people are stupid we got cow cat back up here he's loving Matt a whole lot yeah. he's probably Cow is probably one of the friendliest cats I've ever owned. Yeah. He's also very talkative, too. He loves to fucking talk. Larry, on the other hand, doesn't give a shit about you, doesn't give a shit about me. Mm-hmm. Larry only cares about Sadie Dog. That's it. Uh, Ark, That's I have a cat. Uh, her name is Izzy, and she uh-huh. would just as likely to rip your face off than to <laughs> come anywhere near you. Yeah. Cats are weird like that. Yeah, yeah weird like and it that. just random snap too. She'll just be walking past, and then all of a sudden decide to attack and <laughs> lash unreal. out at unreal. you. <laughs> Except for me, she doesn't tend to deal with me because I don't take any shit from her. Like, oh yeah, I will legitimately kick this cat across the room <laughs> if it tries to do the shit that it tries to do to my wife and daughter. Right, right. Like it'll just it'll stand in a corner under a hidden box or something, and then pounce. Right. And, try to, and I'm not having it. So it knows. It'll right. learn. It'll yeah. learn. It'll it'll fucking leave me alone. Just mm-hmm. gotta smack it once or twice. Right. And tell there me you before. go. Uh, love talking about animal abuse. It's good. That's right. right good yeah. times. Good times. No cats were harmed in this story. <laughs> no, no cats were harmed. Everybody <laughs> satirical. Uh, so today, today I spent the day just uh, job hunting. Isn't yeah. that exciting? I know you've gone through that process did, yourself. Yeah. It's unfun. Uh, it was unfun for me today. So what I was going to ask you is, yeah. so you've gone through the loop, right? You did the jobs, yep. and then you went back to social work. Yeah. Now standard loop means sure. back to stand up now, right? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just oh god, the, the big tour starts now. Is so, that... <laughs> someone someone s- said that to me, and I'm like, fuck, man, I I don't think I've been on stage. I think it's been like three years yeah, since yeah. I have been on stage in any kind of like comedy capacity. The summer, summer of stew. The summer of stew. I well, you know what? If it paid me okay, <laughs> right? And we all know it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I probably, I probably never would have stopped. I never would have stopped. But I just got to the point where I'm like going, "Fuck, this is just such a goddamn struggle." Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, well, you, you look at Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle and Tom Stegura. I'm like, yeah, look at those guys. And then, like, tens of thousands of other dudes are struggling. Mm-hmm. Tens of thousands of dudes weren't even doing what I was doing, which right. was negligible. So, yeah, I, I would love to, but I just realized, like, I, I think what it's going to be is I'm going to turn into the dude who might do open mics now and then. Right, I'll be yeah. like the old man who, who the fuck is this? And then I'll get on stage for three, five minutes, whatever, and I'll be fine. And people are like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then I'll disappear into the ether again. You know, you could snag an opener spot at the show on Saturday. Hey, <laughs> that's right. I, well, that was the thing we, that I was going to mention and got off track was that Matt has a show coming up on Saturday down in his hometown of Hastings, Michigan at the mm-hmm. Waldorf Brew Pub. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I would say, hey, go see it, but you can't because it's motherfucking sold out, sold bitch. Sold out. That's right. Is it ever one of those shows where they be like, oh my god, we should add seats? Uh, no, we. Uh, okay. I mean, we started out that way, kind of. Sure. We initially, when we first started that show there, which goddamn, it's been well, eight years now, yeah, I think, something yeah. like that. Um, we originally seated it for fifty people, and then we had about seventy-five show up. Right. So we brought in more chairs and tables, and then from then on, we started seating it for like 130. That's great. And uh, we've sold out every every show since. Yeah, so. yeah, that's amazing. And we could probably cram more people in there, but it'd just be a shitty experience. Yeah, for... you you have like weird banquet tables. Yeah, like the big round eight tables. top round yeah, tables. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, those things take up a lot of space. So if you actually want to put rows in. But they serve food up there, right? Like people no, can buy they dinner. Don't they? Don't no. Okay, I was trying to remember. They have a full bar upstairs. Yeah. But uh, no, they they ask that if you're gonna eat, that you come early and eat downstairs. And then we do have occasions where people will bring like to go boxes upstairs because they uh-huh. just didn't have time to eat sure, down there. Sure. 
And we've toyed with the idea, but I don't know why they don't do it, to be honest with you. I, they're leaving money on yeah, the table. for sure. On the dining room table. They just don't want to. They, they claim it. I mean, obviously, it's more cleanup. It's more staff that they have to have running things. And But, I mean, if they, to be honest with you, I mean, they, they've got great pizza. Yeah. Why not make, like, five or six pizzas, just pre-make them, pepperoni pizzas, whatever, and then sell them by the slice. And right. then once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. They could make a couple hundred bucks just on, you know, five Slices. or six pizzas. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely have a very limited menu. Right. You don't have to, here's the whole fucking menu. Like you said, you can, you can order a cheese pizza or pepperoni pizza. Right. And a dollar slice or whatever, and here you fucking go. For so, sure. Yeah. That's what, I mean, they should be. They are leaving money on the table for yeah. sure. But, and for a while, uh, I was supplying, like, pretzels. Sure. Just to have something on the table to right. get people to drink more and do whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think uh, we were kind of headed toward that, but then COVID happened, and I think it kind of slowed everything down there. And then, sure. Of course, obviously, it's still tough to keep things staffed because it's on a Saturday night, right. so the restaurant downstairs is running full speed while we're trying to run with what limited staff we can upstairs at the upstairs, club. And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's working. <clears throat> Do you want to talk anything about, like, the process of booking a room? Like, I don't know if I have too many people listening who are comedians or interested in, like, the gig aspect of it all because you, not only are you a comedian, you're actually going to be featuring this weekend. Yeah. Yep. You are also the booker of the room. Like, you're the right, one yeah. who's responsible for finding the talent and paying the talent and all that nature yeah and it's always i always feel weird about featuring in my own like I, it's been probably five years since i featured at yeah the, don't at feel bad about it. but then i see other people who book rooms that are constantly headlining their own yeah, rooms yeah, or yeah. featuring their own rooms and we like, know right. those booking I, companies i get it so yeah <laughs> um no i mean i i generally tend to book by um invitation only sure i'll uh, usually we'll post and we'll have a thing that says oh the show's sold out come next time whatever get your tickets early and then that will have a few comedians will approach after that and be sure. like hey we realize I, you know i see that this is a legit show it's selling out people are going can i get on the show right and usually if i don't know them or know who they are or have any reference point to them i'll be like hey if i see you out on the road somewhere uh, we'll talk about it but until i can see them perform I like to have a good idea of what I'm... I don't like any surprises. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yo, surprises are the worst. Right. And there's a few people that I'll trust to recommend some folks, especially since I stopped... Like, once COVID hit, sure, I stopped showing up at open mics and stuff. And really, I was only ever going to open mics because uh, like it was just recruiting. Like, it was just right. looking for other people to open or if I want to move up somebody from an opener to a feature or whatever, you know. Um, but without having that ability to be out in the mix with it i kind of had to start leaning into the people that are like hey i haven't been you know to an open mic in a year who's good like who's yeah 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 yeah. even for openers but you know who's got a good five minutes or who's you know solid or whatever and so yeah we've been uh we've been able to kind of loop back around to the beginning now sure you know because it's been quite some time since we've got back to those first few that came through so and the ones that are still out there doing it, and we'll, uh, you know, kind of link, uh, line them back up again and see what's out there. But That's great. Yeah. So And it's it's a good room, and the, the comedians seem to enjoy it. We give them a meal and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, things like It's not as often where you get, you know, a free meal and, and a decent, I, and I shouldn't. It, to be honest with you, we still don't pay enough. We should be paying right. more, but we are paying more now than we were paying a year ago. Yeah, that's like great. Like, we finally... We finally upped the uh, the price that we're giving to our comedians and, and making sure that they're at least, at least covers the gas, you know? That's yeah, <laughs> well, I've said it to people before, as long as they know what they're getting before the show starts, For sure. then it's up to them. Like, hey, we'll give you 20 bucks and a, a meal. Is it worth it for you to come? Right. And then you can say yay or nay, right? Yeah. And to be honest, if you were to give like, an opener, twenty meals, uh, twenty bucks, twenty meals, twenty bucks Sweet and deal. a meal. <laughs> twenty meals, fuck yeah, shut up. Uh, it's a, that's a great thing because then it's also a learning experience. It's not mm-hmm. just a straight open mic or a showcase show. It's you know more legitimate kind of professional show. So, but then uh, you know if you were to go, hey, uh, I want you to come headline, and we're going to give you fifty bucks and a right. meal. That's then trash, they can go yeah. go fuck yourself. Yep. I mean, 
Most people will. And so, I mean, we, you and I, we, we've been around it long enough that we know, like, right. all right, someone new is going to do it. But when someone new is going to do it, are they going to be that good? Are they going to be that polished? Are they going to have that kind of time? And the answer is probably no. Right, yeah, yeah. So you have to pay more. You get what you pay for. Right. So. But And then you also have to weed out the folks that are, like, clearly not there yet. Like, they're yeah. clearly not ready. And you have to kind of have that eye to be like, well, I've seen you out and about. I don't think you're quite ready to move up to headline or whatever. But, right. And I try to be as honest with people as I can be. I don't yeah. like to just ghost people or not respond or whatever. That'll but happen. I try to, to let them know kind of what my methods are and what I'd like to see from them before anything happens. But, I mean, it sucks because inevitably you become a gatekeeper of sorts. But, you, I mean, sure. that's just how it goes. That's how I've ran it for this long. and. Well, it's also, it's your room, right. and it's your reputation, and you have that connection with the, the club or the sure restaurant enough. or whatever you want to call it, and go, hey, I'm the one who's responsible for bringing the show in, so you don't want to bring in, like, a shit bag, a pain in the ass, or whatever. I know right. uh, we don't necessarily need to talk about it, but you had that one instance where the comedian was supposed to come in, and they were very unprofessional with how they handled things. And they didn't get back to you until you were like, hey, show's going to start soon. And yep. they're like, oh, yeah, this other person was supposed to tell you that I can't make it. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> so then, like, I wouldn't blame you if you never, ever, ever, ever oh, had yeah. anything to do with them ever. I so, will. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I and mean, it doesn't matter how, like, yeah, even if they were, like, the most famous. Like, if they continued on in their sure. path, I'd be like, no, we're good. Thanks. I don't need yeah. to worry about that, you know? Um yeah, and it's it, but in that situation when that happened, we just kind of shifted everybody up, and everybody was, sure. you know, able to kind of move into the right. the next space up, and that's uh, that's kind of the way it should be, I think, with someone who's touring as a feature or who's out on the road trying yep. to feature, if you don't have that just in case 40, 45 minutes or yeah, whatever, that you're really year. doing doing yourself a disservice if you don't have just some backup like. You know, th these aren't my jokes that I normally do, but this will fill some time right. just in case. Right. And, I mean, we've both seen several instances where weather happens and the headliner can't show up or yeah. there's a car accident or something. And then you, you know, you become the big hero, right? Like, you're like, I'll take you on that spot. And, you know, it turns out fine in yeah. most cases. But, um, yeah, you just got to make sure you're prepared for that kind of stuff, you know? There were several instances, <clears throat> excuse me, at Dr. Grin's where I'll, I'll say the comedian's name because he, he did it more than once. Uh, Jamie Kennedy, mm. who a lot of people probably recognize from like the screen movies, screen movies, and he um, did a, <clears throat> what was that television show that he did? Some Jamie, Malibu or something? Or? He did the Jamie Kennedy Experience. Yeah. I think, and then he was in that Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, Malibu's Most Wanted. So he, he's done a lot of stuff. I think he's more famous for his acting career than his comedy career even yeah. though his comedy career I think came first but on more than one occasion he fucking shafted us by kind of canceling at the last minute um, like at least two if not three times Yeah, and then it finally got to the point where the grins just made the decision like well fuck this guy right, <laughs> right, like, right. he's not coming right like we get like all right, you're not coming. Go, go fuck yourself. We're Grand Rapids, Michigan. We got it. It's not New York, L.A., Chicago or some shit. We get it. But we're going to pay you the money that you said you'd accept. Right. So come and get it, right? But he, he canceled. And so he said he sweetened the pot by saying, like, if we hired him again or booked him again, he, he was dating Jennifer Love Hewitt at the time. Oh, nice. And he said he would bring her. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, why? No yeah. one gives a shit. Right. Like, she's a famous actress, but nobody's going to come see you perform because you're bringing your girlfriend right. with you. Got that Hewitt bump there, yeah. <laughs> What's she going to do? Stand out in the lobby and uh, sign autographs? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Weird. I don't know. It, was, it was a very weird thing for him to kind of to offer. Pimp so. out his lady friend? Yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah, a weird yeah. thing to do. Yeah. And he, um, he's just... He's a bit of a fucking loser. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. So, like, and like, I will likely never work with Pauly Shore. Uh, yeah, but I just don't think I would want to is the thing. Oh, fuck no. And so, like, there are those types. I try to, like, I've been approached by booking agencies and things that are like, hey, if you ever had trouble booking your show, let us take it over for you. Let Ugh. us do it. And I'm like, the, what, you're going to send in somebody like a fucking... Uh, Pauly Shore or somebody like that's uh, that's got some buzz behind them sure. that people used to know that they're only going because they want to meet this like 
a fake celebrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it's going to do bad. They're, they're not good comedians. This, the room is going to be shit. And no one will want to go again. And right. it just burns the whole thing down. And, right. and they don't care. They'll just move on to the next yeah, venue. There, and there's no uh, investment. They just, yeah, they just need an open room that can hold enough people that are they can trick into buying tickets. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll just move on to the next thing. Right. So, yeah, that's the opposite of what I'm trying to do by sure. sort of curating everything and, and yeah. dealing with that. Um, but, yeah, like I worked with uh, – I, I hosted once for Chris Kattan. Jeez. And that was rough. Man, sure. That was a uh, that was a mess. There are sure. there are some comedians who just have a bad reputation. Yeah. Like you just never hear anything good. Now, like the general public is going to, oh, Paulie Shore, Jamie Kennedy, Chris Kattan, uh, Ari Spears, whoever, and it's just like, they're all all those people that I just said dicks. Like yeah. I've never heard anything good about them from a comedian. About their performance, their offstage shit, about anything. Yeah. Right. So it's you just you want to stay away, even though those people will probably sell tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the comedian that you have this weekend, his name is Steve Ide. Steve Ide is a, is a Michigan comic, one of the funniest dudes you will probably ever meet that you've never fucking heard. Right. Of. And I would put him up against any one of those people we've already mentioned. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. By far a better show in every aspect. But yeah. if you put Steve Iatt on a poster next to a poster of Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. More idiots are going to be like, oh, we got to see that Jamie Kennedy show, right. and they're not going to give a shit about Steve, and that's... Right. And it's un- it's unfortunate. But when you can, like, what you've done, you can kind of curate the room yeah. to, like, the people who come to the shows are going to trust you. Yeah, they know like, what oh, to I expect. Yeah, that... I don't know who this fucker is, but I know it's going to be a good time. Right. Yeah, they've never had a bad show. We've never walked anybody. We've Yeah, it's always been... Luckily for us, it's always been really pleasant. Everyone's had great experiences. Sure. With, you know, and uh, I can only <laughs> I can only think of one time that we ever that a, uh, an entire table got walked. This is probably I don't know five years ago or so, and uh, one of the comedians was a, a new feature, uh-huh. and I want to say my room was probably the first legit feature act like for oh. that they ever did. Sure. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Right. And so I didn't care at all. I right. like they they came off stage. They saw the table get up and leave. They were finished up with their set. They came over and they were like, "I'm so sorry about that." And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> that was that was exactly what I expected from you. And those people left, and they did not ask for a refund. So I don't care. Like huh. if they if they didn't want their money back, they don't. They're not gonna pitch a fit about it huh. before they go. So they just walked out that, and left. That's. It's weird that they would get up and leave without, like, you, not, you figure you plow through the feature and you wait to get to the yeah, headline. Like, but right, why not give sucks. it a shot, you know? Sure. And they would have loved the headliner. Yeah. And I, I want to say the headliner at the t- I was uh, Dwayne Kennedy, I, I think. They had oh, the guy from Chicago? Yeah, yeah and great. he would have done great. And they would have loved him, yeah. for sure, if they had yeah. just stuck around for another five minutes and sure. let him finish up. But. Huh. It's like going to a concert and you're going to see whatever. Like, and then, imagine leaving after the opening act. Oh my like, god, this opening band sucked. I, I'm out of here. Fuck, I don't want to see Def Leppard, Motley <laughs> Crue, Bruce Springsteen. That right. fucking first act sucks shit. I'm out. <laughs> what? What, is, what are you, stupid? You stupid. ever go to a concert where the opening act is like far better than the, uh, the act itself? I don't think I ever have. Okay. Just because, like... I go to shows purposely. You've been to a comedy show though, where the feature is far better. Than oh the, yeah, 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 than yeah, the yeah, headliner, yeah, which yes, is crazy. Yes, <laughs> that, that that is weird when that happens. But when it's music, because I think I'm purposely going because of sure. who's closing it out. Um, I've seen plenty of opening acts that I've been incredibly surprised by. Yeah, that I had then subsequently seen them in the future. Sure. Yep. I was like, wow. You became like, a fan of the opening yeah, act. Uh, yeah, like the band Guster. I don't yeah. know if you ever heard of Guster. I love Guster. Guster yeah. opened up for the Tragically Hip on nice. a tour. And I saw Guster. I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Right. And then I've subsequently seen Guster two or three times headlining their own shows. So. And I, uh, I'm i a big fan of Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. they are like, they list Guster as one of their like influences and one of their really? like, favorite bands. You know. Ah. And so that's where I heard of them first. The you know the first time I heard of them, and then started listening, and I was like, "This is great." Uh, we, in fact, it's funny because I was going to talk about the. I went to a bare naked ladies show yep. in Canada, in uh, uh, Sarnia. Oh, that's a great place. Yeah. Outside place. It was outside. Yeah, I and saw it was, a hit play there. It was great. They had a. It was their boat fe- like their yearly boat festival or yeah, something they had yeah. there, 
And so it was huge. It was this big, like, I mean, it was like a amphitheater outdoor. Right. Like, it was like a freaking county. There were, like, uh, vendors outside, people selling, like, uh, uh, there was, like, a PETA booth, like, where you could go buy PETA stuff. And, the, and while they were on stage, Beer Naked Ladies were singing about like the vendors and the booths that were out there. So they, <laughs> they like it. improvised a song about the PETA tent sure. or whatever. And then, uh, I thought the you band... were talking about PETA, the animal organization. No. Like, <laughs> why is PETA got a booth there? No. Um, but then the band that opened for them was a band called Barlow. Never heard of them. No, yeah. And I haven't said, well, we, uh, I bought their album after the show. Yeah. And we loved them live, and then bought the album, and the album was trash. Like, it was un, like unlistenable compared wow. to their live show. And I was so disappointed, but I was like, this is going to be a band I will follow. This Barlow, you uh-huh. know, is going to be great. And then the, none of their live music sounded anything, or none of their recorded albums sounded anything like their live stuff. Huh. And it was really strange. And I was, I, unless they were just gearing up for a new album to come out that sure. was a new sound for them. But I just stopped following them. I was like, this is enough of that. Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Of like the studio stuff is great. And uh-huh. you see them live and you're like, oh my God, this is shit. Right. Like, what happened? Well, yeah, no, it was a totally, uh, totally, it, but the, it made for an amazing show. Like right. the opener was spot on and then watching Bare Naked Ladies was huge for me because yeah. I think that was the first time I had seen them. Um, and it's weird because as much as like I, I enjoy music, I used to play music, I used sure. to be in a band and shit. But, like, I don't consume live music very often. Like, right. I don't go and watch live bands and things. Like, And it usually has to be something pretty niche for me to be interested in it at all. Like, I went to see, um, I've seen Weird Al in concert. I saw, mm-hmm. um, I went to see, it was a Weezer concert. Jimmy oh. World opened. The, nice. the, uh, the middle act was Tenacious D. Wow. And so I went to, I only went to see Tenacious D. I didn't, I didn't give a shit who Weezer was even at the time. Okay. And uh, we waited in line. We got there like way at the beginning. There were like weird bongo drum circles and (laughs) it was fucking nuts. It was in, uh, I think it was Wing Stadium out in Kalamazoo. Okay. That we went to see them at. And, uh, but Jimmy Eat World was wonderful. Like no one knew who Jimmy Eat World was at the time. They had just kind of broke uh, with like uh, in the middle and then, but they were great. And then. Uh, Tenacious D was, of course, what they are. You know, right, what, right. exactly what you'd expect, and they were amazing. And then yeah. I just sort of was like, and then Weezer. <laughs> like, I just didn't right. didn't really care about did Weezer. Did you stick around a while? I did. Yeah. Oh, we, did you like? Um, I just sort of drifted to the back and kind of went up into the stands and sure. sat and watched from there or whatever because right. I just wasn't as interested. But uh-huh. yeah, it was fun. And I, I mean, I was aware of Weezer and and kind of am more so now, probably because of that concert. Right. Just been, you know, it's just more interesting to be like, oh, I was there and I saw that. You know, and. Right. Listen to it now. So yeah, I mean, it's grown into some sort of like broadening horizons. But yeah, I, I don't usually consume live music at all. I think I saw Brian Vanderark once. Oh, at like, from the, the yeah the, the Verve pipe. Verve pipe. Yeah, I was gonna say the Village <laughs> Yeah, that's he's the from one. the Village uh-huh. right? Yep, he was he, the, he was the cop. He's the cop or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because Brian Vanderark has uh, a beef with the kid from uh, Matchbox Twenty with Rob Thomas. Oh. Uh, but it's uh, fake. It's like on Twitter oh, or it's on um, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, sure. He keeps posting TikToks about fucking Matchbox Twenty and how <laughs> whenever uh, anybody requests anything from what it's always three a.m. by Matchbox. It's it's funny. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, it's funny. But uh, it needs to be said. I went to high school with the drummer of Weezer, okay. Patrick Wilson. Every time Weezer gets brought up, I have to mention that <laughs> I went to high school. He graduated a year before me. Uh, would he know who I am? Fuck, now he no, wouldn't know who no, I am. No. But. He actually lived a couple streets down. He rode the same bus as I did, but wow. I don't think he would know me at all. So, do you think that's the closest proximity you've been to a famous person, like from like knowing a famous person? Um, yeah, you mean as like a kid and yeah, school like and shit? yeah, oh yeah, because we always would definitely. have people that were like, yeah, my dad was in school with Tim Allen or what, like oh, some right. famous yeah, Michigan yeah. fuck from yeah, back in the yeah. day or whatever, you know? No, uh, yeah, I would have to say Patrick Wilson, the drummer of Weezer. Yeah. And that's pretty sad. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of a single person that I grew up with that became anything. So sure. I, mean, I guess that's, that's not, a... not very common. So nice. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's weird to me when you say your musical taste and then you mention Weird Al. Because I know Weird Al was a musician. Yep. But I don't think of him as a musician. Sure. The same with like Tenacious D. Yep. Like, I like Tenacious D as well, too. But I don't think of them as musicians. They're like comedic people. It's it's different for me for some reason. And I think that stems for me from like radio and like 
um, it's not necessarily Bob and Tom, but like humor. Any uh, like when I was younger, I would consume humor in pretty much any way I could get a hold of sure. it. So whether it was movies, I would watch you know constant watch movies over and over again and memorize movies, and then any sort of uh, silly songs or things that would come on the radio or when alternative music sort of took over and then we had those weird alternative morning shows that would play, you know, weird parody songs and shit like that. And so I kind of think that's where my inlet to comedy came through. Right, right. Was that stuff. But I would absolutely love quirky, weird music, like like interesting music to listen to I'm a big fan of. Uh, I've never been very much into like the mainstream sort of pop 100 normal okay. standard music you know yeah. what i mean yeah um so yeah i don't know it's just a it's a weird thing i got going but again you'd think i would consume more music that way or more live stuff it's just it's i don't know it's, it's yeah i don't do know what like, it is. do you like bo burnham at all yeah huge yeah. fan yeah bo's pretty fun yeah i uh i listened to several of his albums and watched all of his specials and yeah he's a big uh yeah a big fan and i like wordplay and he's very punny oh, and yeah, words and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I like that stuff. Uh, you, how long have you been at your job now? Like a month or two? This job, uh, January, actually I'm just about to hit 90 days. Like I'm nice. like three days away from 90 days. Nice. So you're pretty new to it. Yeah. What was your job search like? Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. My, I hate looking for jobs. Sure. It's the fucking goddamn worst. Yep. I feel like I'm throwing uh, spaghetti at the wall right. and just seeing what sticks kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but what, I mean, and you're, because you have real skills, <laughs> where I do not have real skills. Well, so you have like your industry that you can plug yourself into. But I mean, well, until I, like I didn't until I did though. You know what I mean? Like sure. I came into uh, banking, like I work at a bank, um, but like, I've been in the banking industry for like 15 years now uh, in various locations sure. within the bank and things. Right. But uh, when I came in, it was running proof, uh, which is like item processing. And we were uh, the easiest way to explain it is we were the ones that took the pictures of your checks that ended up online when you could like go to your online banking and sure. see checks. Somebody has like it's someone's job to take those pictures of those checks and right. run them through those machines and all fine, that. Fine. And I didn't even realize that was a thing. Like I had no clue. Like. To me, I go to a bank, I give them a check, and then I go check on my online banking, and it's just there. And I don't right. know what it, how it got there. Never <laughs> thought of it, you know? But, yeah, we would get uh, magic. huge uh, racks of these of daily work from different branches. They'd bring them in, and we'd run them through these track machines, and then we'd do all the balancing and processing on those before they'd get sent out to, you know, the back-end processing to make sure everybody got credited, pro- you know, all that stuff. Nice. And, like, to me, but it was very much, like, factory work almost it was like oh yeah you just wait they bring another batch you run it through a machine it gets processed through the machine you go sit at a cubicle you punch in all the numbers and then it starts over again you start with another batch you run it through a machine you know whatever right and uh loved it it was very very straightforward you knew exactly what was expected of you there was the faster you were at it the better you were it was received because it was a type of job where we just couldn't leave like if we didn't finish our work at the end of the day because it deals with deadlines and and, you know business days and stuff like that if we didn't get things processed we couldn't leave uh, until it was done so the faster we got at it the you know the better the job was and and so on but uh, yeah and so but before that I had literally no I mean my only skill prior to that was turning a stop sign yeah I was one of those uh, one of the guys that made you late for work on purpose you know (laughs) They always and I were you it. smoking a cigarette while you're doing no, it. No, uh, they always people would always treat me like it was my fault. Like I picked the road. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Like I made them late to work because I picked their road to have like a pothole in it, or right. or like I caused a tree to fall down over across the road, and and we're here to clean it up for them. But yeah, it's of course my fault, and I should be, receive the brunt of their. Uh, well, you, you, they got to be angry at somebody, right? Man, so right, it's going to yeah. be you. Yeah. You're the one holding the goddamn stop sign. So which I did that. I was a temp through a temp agency at the what? Stop sign turner. Yeah, How was, was that a temp job? I was at Barry County Road Commission, and I uh, signed up for a temp job right out of high school. And I was under the impression that you were either hired or fired within like sixty days or something. Sure. Like you either had to get a job, a legitimate job, or they just tell you not to come in anymore and you get mm-hmm. a different temp job. 
And they kept me on through the entire summer without any uh, like explanation of how it's supposed to work. We got to the winter when obviously less stop sign turning happens right, in the yeah, winter. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, well, go ahead and go home and we'll call you when we need you. If we need you, like if, if anything happens, like a tree, tree falls down sure. because of an ice storm or whatever. If we need you to come back in, we'll let you know. And I went that entire first winter without a phone call. Like nobody sure. called me. And then summer, uh, spring hits and they're like, hey, you want to come back? We need, you, we need somebody again on these cruises. Sure. And I was like, fuck it, I didn't find anything else in the meantime. So, so were you collecting, like, unemployment no, then? No, huh. I was I was, like, fresh out of high school and didn't really have sure. any prospects or plans at that right, point. Right, right. So I just kind of... Kind of like me right now. Yeah, right. Okay. So I just kind of wrote out that winter, not really looking for anything, and just right. kind of to see what was going to happen, you know? And, of course, there was always that, like, well, if I look for another job, what if they call me, you know? So I just kind of waited. Fuck them. I waited for them to, to call me, you know? <laughs> and then they did. And then after that first winter, I stayed on with them for four years as a wow. temp. The whole time I was a temp. And uh, they kept me on during the wintertime because they knew I needed the hours, the money. And sure. by that point, I was becoming, like, an adult, you know? Right, right. And uh, so they kept me on, and I would do, like, a cleanup around the shop or Run some. I was running um, like a bobcat. I learned how to run nice. uh, forklifts and uh, street sweepers, shit like that. Nice. So it was nice. I mean, it was a nice way to gain some like knowledge and skills and that sort of way. I mean, granted, now I never, I don't use the knowledge I gained right. from that at all. Right. But it was nice to have it at the time. Uh, but then they kept me on for about four years, and then I uh, it got so far where they had to give me vacation time. Nice as a temp. They had to give me. Um, Why did they keep you on as a tent and not? They, and I asked them that directly. I was like, "Hey, what's the story with this guy? I was like, right. is this ever going to become a job? Is this if I and uh, I didn't have a CDL, which it was required. Oh, but God. I was like, I'm not going to go spend whatever it takes to get a CDL, like a full blown, you know, license for this. If you guys aren't going to hire me in, so like, be straight with me. Are you going to hire me? And they were like, No, it's cheaper to keep you like this. Right. It's just they didn't have to pay workman's comp insurance. That was all covered through the temp agency. Sure. And, they just we were paying me essentially like a dollar over minimum wage at that time, and they Dicks. were like, "Like this is." And I would be running a street sweeper, and the next day, one of the normal employees would run it, and they're making like twice as much money as me. You know what I mean? So they were like, "For us, it just makes sense to have you do it until right. you don't want to do it anymore." And then I just was too dumb to realize it was never going to turn into anything. Yeah, you were you were being manipulated, and you didn't know. Yeah, it. kind so of. I think they were taking advantage of the young pup. Well, and then they let me do, like, they were lenient with scheduling, and they let me do stuff, you know, when I needed to, and take time off when I needed, and they, Sounds like dipping that. Right, right, and they, uh, like, they found out that I could draw stuff, so they had me, uh, like, I painted a road grader on one of their walls in the shop. Nice. And they paid me hourly to do that. Like, I would just come into work for, a, I think it took me about a week and a half, I think, to finish that. Mm. So they paid me the equivalent of about sure. a week and a half's worth of wages just to paint this thing on the wall. Do you and, think it's still there? No, I actually met the guy, uh, used to run the shop back years ago. I mean, this has been, what, 20 years ago now? Right. Uh, he came into my bank to open an account. Oh, yeah? And he was like, I will tell you one of the saddest days I've ever had at work was the day they, they knocked that wall out. Oh. They opened up the room. It was oh. it was a wall between like a break room and the other gotcha, part of the building. Gotcha. And he said they expanded and they had to break that wall out. And when they did, they knocked that wall down. And he's like, I'm pretty sure we got some pictures of it before they took it down. Uh, but he's like, I just loved coming in every day and I could see that painting on right. the wall. And it was so cool. And he's like, yeah, they just ripped it out. I so. thought you were going to say some asshole just like painted no, white or yeah. they painted over. That's what I expected. Fuck that guy, we're painting this white. Right, right. We don't need no colorful artistic <laughs> shit in here. We're a goddamn road crew. They did. Uh, so I did. The first thing they asked me to do, we had a new boss. And the guy was like, we got to change morale. We got to like boost everybody's spirits. Sure. I want you to take, I want you to paint a giant smiley face on the wall. God damn it. And say, have a nice day. On oh, it, Jesus right? Christ. And I was like, man, they're all going to hate it. There, but if yeah. you want me to do that, that's what I'm going to do. So I did that first yeah. in the, in the break room. Like, so everyone had to sit in the break room and look, look at, at this dumb giant face. yellow smiley face on the wall. Mm. And then uh, once they saw that that went well, I mean, I finished it and they knew what it was, you know, right. they were like, Hey, try this or whatever. Or, like, what do you want to do on this wall? Like, could you put something on this wall? And I was like, hey, why don't I put, like, a one of your grader trucks or one of your, you know, a piece yeah, of equipment or whatever. Yeah. And they were like, oh, do this. This will be really cool. And that's, sure. 
kind of how it went. What but. kind of asshole thinks a smiley face I on do. the wall is going to make people feel better? That was a weird flex. Yeah. Uh, this new boss coming in, yeah. like, we got to bring up morale. Everybody's going to yeah. smile when they see. They're like, fuck yeah. you, fuck this. <laughs> I mean, like, are you a first grader? Like, <laughs> right. what, what adult thinks this is a good thing? You fuck, do I work at goddamn Walmart or some shit? You asshole, fuck that shit. And then uh, when I got that uh, job at the proof department, uh, they found out that I could draw, and I painted a mural on my boss's wall yeah. in the basement in her office. So I got to just keep parlaying you that. Do, yeah, that. you just need to fucking start drawing more shit. Yeah, I need to be a, a mural guy. I don't know. I feel like that could make some money. Maybe I should start leaning into that. Right. This goddamn uh, uh, gnome, uh, barefoot gnomes thing is uh, sort of... Petered out. Is it dwindling? Ah. A little bit. Yeah. We we sold about, I think we were close to like 60 sales or something through the Etsy store. And then uh, it's been about a month since anybody bought anything, but it's also been about a month since we posted anything new. Oh, okay. So I feel like that has something to do with it too. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to blame you, but some of that is on you. It's like an algorithm thing where the more you put in, the more you get out. Which sucks. Sucks. I mean, that's like the whole Macari thing. Macari is like, the more you post, the more you're probably going to sell. And we're going to make you a top seller or whatever. I'm like, fuck, I don't, you know, there's time and energy you put in there. Right. How, much, how much am I getting out of it? Yeah. The, the answer's not a lot because people are bitching about shipping. Right. And we are, uh, my wife and I are talking about doing, this year there's a, every year there's this thing called Hippie Fest in Michigan. Sure. And it's like, you know, fucking weirdo, hippie, pot smoking, tie dye, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, neon colors, aliens, all that bullshit, right, you know? Right, right. And uh, so we were thinking about setting up shop there, bringing a booth and, and selling our wares, you know, my earrings and little statuettes and all that stuff. So now anything that I make, I don't want to post on Etsy because I don't want to have to unpost it if it sells at the oh, store, you know, right. at the thing. Right. So at this point, we're going to, I think it's in June is when that, the Hippie Fest is. Nice. Uh, Where is it? I don't Ann know. It's somewhere in middle. It's somewhere okay. in like middle Michigan somewhere. Okay. I don't know. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, everything I post or everything I make from now until then, I think we're just going to stockpile and wait until we can bring it out to the to that show because I want to say the entry fee to like be a vendor at that show is like 250 bucks. So, Damn. Yeah. So it's That's quite cheap. Yeah, it's quite an investment, but it is a full weekend. It's like a two-day event and you're supposed to see, you know, a couple thousand people are supposed to walk past your booth. and. Right. And we've had relative success at smaller, uh, like local uh, craft shows and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm pretty confident that we'll make our money back pretty easily. But you know, it's it's still going to be a bit of a business venture to see if it'll work. And you know, yeah, I mean, 250 that's an investment. I mean, yeah. how much are you selling like a gnome for? Like 20 bucks, well, 30 bucks? Yeah, or something? Uh, are the earrings are the, have been the best seller? I bet. Uh, and They're probably those, the cheapest, right? Well, not necessarily. We so the thing. We, so the earrings are uh, in person. The earrings are fifteen bucks a piece. We've been selling them on Etsy for twenty just to cover the right. fees and shit, you know. Um, so at fifteen dollars a piece, and then I think we're doing two for twenty five. Mm-hmm. We'll do two pair for twenty five. Uh, those have been selling enough to make us our money back, and then have a little cushion and make it worth doing. But we've also been made. I've been making these little mini gnomes that are like a half inch tall. Yeah. And they're like charms. They go on necklaces and shit oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And those have been selling. We've been selling them for two bucks a piece. And the thing about those, little kids will come up and they'll want something, and the parents are like, "Don't touch anything. You'll break it." And then they'll just buy them the little minis. And so we've sold hun- probably at least a hundred or more nice. of these tiny little miniature ones. And I mean, even just that money will make enough for most of the shit that we've done. Like. You know, a local craft fair might be 25, 50 bucks to set up shop. Right, right, right. Um, so even with that, I mean, I just plan on mass producing a bunch of that shit and seeing what happens. So Sweet. it's all kind of a, a guess at this point still, you know? <laughs> right, right. It's all like, can we you do it? Know, right. The answer is no. <laughs> uh, we're like almost 50 minutes in, man. Just these podcasts go quick. Plow through it. What do we got? Something uh, something interesting? Well, I mean, I got a whole bunch of things that are kind of interesting. So this one that I thought was funny was something that it's well, it's not funny, but it's about it's a professor from Wayne State, right? Okay. And he has been suspended, Matt. <laughs> why why would a professor be suspended? What are some things he would say? Uh, he showed a part of himself he's not supposed to show. <laughs> he showed his wing wang? Maybe. I don't know. He did not show his wing Dang. wang. 
Uh, instead, this guy, he is an English and film study professor at Wayne State University. Show this. Steven Shaviro. It was a class on porn. Oh, God, I wish it was a class on porn. I would have taken that class. Instead, he said or he suggested <laughs> that killing right-wing speakers who recite racist, homophobic, or anti-transgender rhetoric would be an apt punishment for them. Sure. He is saying, kill the neo-Nazis or whatever. Yeah. And so he has been suspended for that. And uh, to me, I'm just like, I understand. This is another one of these things where like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I probably agree with what you're saying. But you got to know you can't fucking say this shit. You can't go yeah. around going, yeah, you should murder these motherfuckers. He said, yeah, he said the quiet part out loud. Right. Accidentally. Or whatever, yeah. Or probably not even accidentally. He probably Oh, he purposely. Because yeah. he, he did it on social media. He said, I think it is far more admirable to kill a racist, homophobic, or transphobic speaker than it is to shout them down. Yeah. <laughs> when right-wing groups invite such speakers to campus, it is precisely because they want to provoke an incident that discredits the left and gives more publicity and validation to the reprehensible, reprehensible views that they could otherwise attain. And I'm just like going, fucking Christ, dude. You right. can't, like, to me, like, whenever they have these, like, some asshole speaker comes into this college to speak, the best thing you can do is... Ignore the motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I don't have any interest in this guy. I don't know why he's coming. He's a piece of shit. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to protest. I'm not going to send him a threatening letter. I'm not going to threaten the people from the campus. I'm just not going to go. It's weird, right? Yeah. People have the right to assembly. Sure. But you don't have to fucking go. And I'm not interested in doing that. I'm not interested in changing anybody's mind. Like, I don't care. You're not going to. No, I'm not going to. But, like, my wife wants yep. to do that sort of stuff like she's oh, like i want to yeah. go to these like marches and let my voice be heard and i'm like i get that and that's fine you're allowed to do that but like i am so like i'm just afraid of like the consequences of doing any of that stuff like that someone's going to come through and blast up the place and i just was like i put myself <laughs> i put myself in this situation and i didn't need to do that or whatever you know? sure it's just a self-preserving sort of... Tempers are going to flare yeah. and some dick bag's going to rip out a gun. I watch a guy on YouTube. It's one of those... It's like a political pundit type guy that's okay. very left-leaning or sure. left of center at least. And uh, he had posted something to the effect of like, this shooting happened at a Christian school. I guess they didn't pray hard enough like to stop it from happening. Sure. And what his intentions with that comment were, were like, your prayers do nothing. Like clearly, right. your thoughts and your prayers are not working. Right. So even if if this if at all places this can happen at a Christian elementary school, clearly your prayers have done nothing. Right. 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 But he the right wing fucks have spun it and are t- attacking him now, saying that he's blaming these children for not praying hard enough. Right. And that's, that's why they got murdered was because. Right. They didn't pray hard enough, you know? And so it's it's awful. The whole it, Yes, it's all dumb. How about we just stop shooting each other? Yeah. How about that? How about we stop being dicks? Let people be people. Uh, there's plenty of people who aren't like you. They're not like me. We just let them be as long as they're not harming anybody. Right? Like, we can't be like that? No? Or we Fuck. just take some extra steps to make it be as, as hard as possible for them to be dicks to everybody. Sure. We just... Hard dicks. Yeah, just a few more little steps. Maybe require some signatures or something. Get a few days' notice before you can get whatever you need to do to yeah. be a dick. Yeah. I don't know. It'll never change, man. Never. I think it's only going to get worse. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. All right. Uh, I want to do this with you. Okay. Um, Was this a quiz thing? No, it's not oh. a quiz. It's right. it's a one of my dear Abbeys. Oh sure. Because okay. I, I like doing the dear. I don't know if people like like when I do the dear Abbeys or asking any or whatever. I like it. Yeah. For sure. So I will continue to do it as a result. Very good. But I saw this one because it always infuriates me that people kind of consider this a job, and I'm like, it's not a fucking job. When people call themselves uh, social media influencers. Oh sure. I'm like, it's not a fucking job. Like. What is, I, I, like, I guess I could say I'm an influencer. Right. I'm right. on social media and I influence people. <laughs> like, no, it's I not. Guess if you're hired by a company to be their presence online, sure. that I think is a job as like an influencer, right. maybe. Right. Because it's pointed. It's very much like you're, me- you're 
your goal, your your sole goal is to sell more uh, flip flops. Right. You you work for Flip Flops R Us, and that's your whole job is to be present online and make a bunch of silly videos Selling flip flops and about flip flops. I would love to work for Flip Flops R Us. <laughs> yeah, that'd be right. the greatest of all time. We'll start. But it. then that's like a real job, and I, I will say there are people out there who do make money doing whatever they do, like yeah. social media influencing. But the majority of these people, like I don't think, do. It's like. Uh, whatever I heard someone like they were on like a talk show and they're social media influencer podcaster and then there was like a third thing and in my brain I'm like just say yeah <laughs> just say they're unemployed just right. say they're unemployed <laughs> they're not really doing a fucking thing right, right. yeah like online influencer uh, and barista or stock boy <laughs> like yeah like Uber driver yeah right. I'm an Uber driver man. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, for those who don't know what I'm doing, I'd like to read uh, Dear Abby letters. Uh, I have not read the letter yet. Uh, I don't know what Abby's response is going to be. I just see the headline for it, and it makes me go, okay, I'm interested. So I'll read the letter, and then I give my response, and I would like Matt to give his All response right. too. I, I will let Matt go first with okay. this. But this is the one that caught my eye about an influencer. It goes, my influencer daughter lives at home and doesn't pay bills. So I'm like, all right, yeah, uh-huh. this is, sounds like she's, a perfect influencer. Yeah, she's living her best life. She's yeah. doing what she does. <laughs> so here we go. Dear Abby, my 28-year-old daughter moved back home when COVID hit. So it's been, what, three years? Then? Sure, yeah, yeah. She works as an influencer and also has a part-time job are as there, a content creator. Are there quotes around any of that? She the, works? The, 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 well, there was a, uh, a quotation marks around influencer okay, yeah. in the line. Uh, I don't. What the fuck's a content creator? Is that making YouTube clips or something? I think shit? so. It's Jesus. just being a it's prolific, yeah, prolific uh, video maker. Yeah, is all you're doing. Yeah, she doesn't pay bills. My husband doesn't want her to pay rent, etc. I feel it's important for her to do so. She does pay for her groceries and gas. She stays in her room day and night. She used to go out with friends, but now she doesn't do anything. She says she has cyber friends. We have asked her to come out with us at times, but she refuses. Another problem is she hasn't gone to the doctor or dentist in a very long time. I talked with her about it, and she blamed me for not taking her. (laughs) I offered to go with her, but she doesn't do anything about it. My husband doesn't think there is a problem, but I feel there is. I feel we, we have enabled her, although we didn't mean to. Should we be charging her rent? How do we get her to become more social? How do we get her the right help so she can move forward in her life? Concerned mom in Rhode Island. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, they, it sounds like they did it themselves. It sounds like she's daddy's girl. Yeah, And that yeah. He's, he's sort of allowed for this to continue to happen. Right. Um, the only, like, if they're going to allow for that to happen, they should be attempting to, like, assist in some way and not just letting it, letting her live in their you know what i mean like letting her live in the basement aimlessly live in their house like, right. without any real aspects or anything like that so i don't know i just feel like as long as they make sure she's like at least pointed in a direction of like these are my goals and this is how i get there you know i mean as she, as like unrealistic as they are at least but like what the it doesn't sound like she has a point to anything she's doing yeah no that's what i'm worried like what is she doing right you're a content creator for what when you're not leaving the house right well like even like when you make content it's usually to drive it towards something like whether it's your patreon or your etsy store or your whatever like you're trying to get people to go and then make that transaction yeah without that endpoint transaction i just there's no point like there's no real purpose to what you're doing so i would just be like cut it out bitch you're done Right, like go for, or, or at least part time it, whatever. Right. Follow your dreams. Like dad wants her to follow her dreams, probably or whatever. But like do that. But you also gotta provide for yourself because get a real fucking job. Yeah, they're not gonna be there forever, you know. When the the interesting part to me was when the mom was saying she hadn't gone to the doctor or the dentist. Now she's twenty eight, so she's still pretty young. But she also is not on their insurance plan anymore. Right, I'm assuming because that ends at what like 21 I think it's, or 3 or something it's like, like 26 that. if you're 26? A, if you're a college student I think I think you have to be so, like a full-time college student I can almost understand why the girl hasn't gone to the doctor right. dentist if she doesn't have any insurance and probably cuz she doesn't have any fucking money because she's an influencer right. influencer means poor as fuck right so I, I don't know I basically would be like hey we need to have a timeline here of sure. if you're going to continue to live here 
you're going to need to do X, Y, Z. And if you don't do X, Y, Z, then you're getting the fuck out. Right. right? And like, and I was at some point, I was pretty similar, not similar to this. I mean, I still, right. I maintained a real job, but like I was trying to do like, I was streaming on Twitch and I was doing it pretty regularly, maybe two or three times a week. Sure. And I was like, if I just get enough people to pay attention to that, then they will pay me to play video games, right? Like, that was the goal. Right. But after, you know, six months of it being like, well, this was a neat, interesting sort of experiment, you you just stop. You're just like, well, right, that was fun, right. but that didn't work out so well, and then you move on to something else. But, right. Uh, but it sounds like there is nothing else to move on to, and that she's not really interested in doing anything else. And I think that's a an issue with her probably not having responsibilities as a child even, you know? Right. But yeah, I don't know. You're man. thinking about this too therapeutically, Matt. I don't like it. Maybe, yeah. Well, fuck this bitch. <laughs> there you go. That's Get out of my house. Get out, bitch. <laughs> I want to know what she was Let me doing. Influence your ass out the house. <laughs> what was she doing before she moved back in? Right. Was she an influencer? It must be. Too? Yeah. Like, she, just, she had access to daddy's credit card. Something. She clearly had to been doing something if she was living on her own. Yeah. So, all right, let's see what Abby has to say. Dear concerned mom. A step in the right direction would be for your husband to take his head out of the sand and admit that his daughter might have a problem. So you kind of nailed it yeah. there. You were saying that. The next step would be to have a frank talk with her and tell her that she's going to if she's going to continue living with you, she must agree to have medical and dental checkups. Now, I don't know why the fuck you care about yeah, that shit so much. But you, you got rotten teeth. Don't we all got rotten teeth? Unless she's, whatever. like, broken. Like, unless yeah. she's clearly, like... There's something mentally wrong with her. I, yeah, I almost feel like she needs to see a therapist, if anything, yeah. but whatever. Uh, go with her so you can understand what is going on because your daughter appears to have some emotional issues. Yes, mm -hmm. we just talked about that. Her world may be on the web, but unless she can find one terra firma, expect her to be under your roof forever. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. And who wants their kid to live with them forever? Do you I, want your kid to live with you forever? No, I would consider that a failure. Like, I would be, <laughs> like, because all parents are like, don't move away from home and right. don't move off to college or whatever. But then, but this is what happens if they don't. Like, yeah. this is the result of that sort of mentality. A weird, a weird enmeshment. Yeah. yeah. Of like, yeah, you're my child and I want to take care of you like a child and I'll do that forever. And then you can't. And then they become right. a broken human. They become yeah. a broken adult. They, they don't know how to survive in the world. Right. right? Yeah. They can't do anything for themselves. So, yeah, this bitch needs to get a real therapist. Right. Go work at Burger King or Toss something. Toss her ass out. Learn yeah. to be scrappy. She should just document her uh, downward spiral into homelessness and then <laughs> post it all on TikTok or whatever. Yeah, there you go. She'll be, yeah, she'll be famous before we know it. That's right. A lot of homeless people got cell phones now. They'll be fine. She'll be you fine. Know, that also pisses me off, too, because you'll see someone on TikTok, right? And they'll be like, I got 37,000 followers or whatever. And then sure. all of their videos get like eight views. Yes. Like, who are these people? Yes. You're doing it wrong. If you yes. have access to the eyes of thousands of people and only 10 of them are watching your videos, mm -hmm. there's clearly something is wrong or you have paid for these view, like for these followers something. or something. A guy started to follow me on Twitter today, and I will always go and look at their account. Like, yeah. why the fuck are you following me? Yep. And it was this guy, he had, he was following like half a million people, and he had a half a million people following him. And so then I just look at his tweets, and he was having like zero engagement. Like, no one was liking, no one was commenting, no one was retreating. And I'm like, oh, this is all bull. And he was, he was commenting like several times an hour, every fucking hour. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my god! So I just block them. Sure. I'm like get the fuck out of here. I don't want any part of this shit. So right. it's just social media is weird. It's awful. It's, it's, all, it's all bad. It's all shit. But like, follow we'll me see, on Twitter. Right. Yeah. Uh, catch me on uh, TikTok. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but like, you'll see somebody who has like millions of views. Yeah. And then they'll get like seven thousand or millions of followers, and they'll get like seven thousand views. Yeah. Like something is like that does not translate. No, like clearly no. something is wrong. Statistically, it should be a lot higher. Right? Yeah. Right. Even if you randomly get a, a less than a percent of your followers to see it, it's something. But right. yeah, Crazy. so clearly these people are doing something squirrely, and they're just—it's clout is all it is. They're trying yeah. to build clout. Yeah. It's like those fucking. Have you seen? You haven't been on. You don't do TikTok, but yeah. Have you seen the videos of these comedians with quotes in the air of? They're just in their own basement against like a backdrop. Uh -huh. They're doing jokes like as if it's stand up in a club. Wow. And then they're dubbing over like a laugh track to wow. them. They'll, and you know how like a laugh will make sense. Like it'll build and it'll right. kind of carry through a joke and they'll little giggles here and there when you hit like a little callback or whatever. 
that never none of this happens in these bits because they're just canned laughs, right. you know. And we can tell, most people can tell, but the problem is kids on TikTok, I don't think know the difference. And these people amass this following of like a million followers because they're like the greatest stand-up comedian of we're all killing. time. And then they parlay that into like gig work, yeah. like going out to clubs and shit. And nobody shows up. Nobody cares about this. They don't have any joke. They, none of it's all so yeah. contrived and pre. Uh, sound, it's awful. It's Are you talking way. about Jamie Kennedy? Yes, I think so. <laughs> That's Pauly Shore's new. Uh, new Pauly's on the ticker tire. <laughs> we got to end it. We're over we an hour. Oh man. my god. If uh, you guys can uh, do me a solid, go like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page, Elemental Podcast. Uh, consider subscribing to the Patreon. Just five bucks a month. It's the paywall. You get a lot more podcasts, freebies on Mondays and Thursdays. I try to Patreon all the other days of the week, so you get a lot more. Uh, check out my Macari store, my T Public store. If you can't find the links, let me know and I'll send them to you. And then we got the five things we already talked about: Mad Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram, and he's got his Etsy store, Barefoot Gnome. Uh, that's Matt Harper, Matt with two T's. The extra T is for. Titties. Titties. Talent. Uh, talented titties. <laughs> uh, go check out the Sunday Slaw on Facebook. Adam and Stephanie House, a married couple, eats a lot of coleslaw. They fart a whole lot. It's a good time. Follow them on Facebook. Follow Coleslaw influencers. Cole sluts. <laughs> go follow uh, Magic JDM on Facebook for your all your magic needs. Follow Extra Levels Gaming on Facebook and their website, Extra Levels Gaming. Buy some video games from them. And then Barefoot. Uh, barefoot. Why do I always do that? I don't know why I did that you. to you. I did that to you. You I, did that to me. Now I'm always like, ah. There's too many bears. Bear boards and tables over on Instagram that's bear like a grizzly, not bears and like bare feet. Right. Uh, and go buy some wood products from them. He's got a Macari store as well, too. So do those five things. And uh, that's it. Unless you get, you got something you want to plug? No, I don't think so. Well, good just... luck with the show on Saturday. Thanks. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun, man. I love Steve I. And we do uh, we do that show like every two months. This time I think we're having a three-month gap in between right. just because of the summer. But yeah, so check us out there. We'll have you on before then to promote. Hell yeah. We'll literally get you nobody to come. We'll to have Stu open for that show. Yeah! <laughs> That'll be great. All right, we're done, everybody. We'll see you later. Okay, bye. Bye.